salutations and welcome to episode 18. Asshole. Of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I went, it was classy and then I just said asshole. <laughs> and it's funny. And I think uh, there's maybe like two people who might get that greetings and salutations intro. Thank you, Heathers. No, that's not the one that, I was that, That's not the one you were talking no. about? Because Christian Slater's character in Heathers totally says that. Because of, I believe, uh, a movie that we watched that was a remake. The Wizard of Gore with Crispin Glover. Ah. Yeah, so if you've seen The Wizard of Gore, you'll know what I was talking about. Otherwise, you won't. So, we are here in lovely Castle Wolfenstein amidst... Uh, Flooding of biblical proportions uh, the past two days. Ugh, I know. At least it, it waited till after Rock and Shock was done. It yes. was It was 80 degrees a few days ago, and now we have floods. I think this is... Uh, this Mother is, Nature's on menopause. Uh, well, I was thinking it was more like, this is what we're in for more of, uh, should the election go a certain way. At least it's not snow. Yeah, that's true. It's at least it's not snow. It it did snow today in some of the uh, higher mountain regions. Well, that's that's to be expected. It's it's New England, right? It but it was that. eighty degrees a few days ago. Like it, this has been an insane week. Uh, speaking of insane, uh, I am here with my co-host, the Ironborn Agent Nicole. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? We'll wait for your response. Good. All right. <laughs> I wanted the show to move on, you know. <laughs> Would have been waiting a while. We are also joined, as you can hear from the lovely dulcet tones of Johnny Wolfenstein. Yes, I am here. I'm always here. Thank you very much. Uh, it was awesome hanging out with you guys last weekend. Yeah, you got a little bit of a reprieve. You got to uh, take the show on the road, so That's to speak. Right. Yep. And uh, actually leave the confines of the studio. And uh, that was They very, let me out of my cage. Yeah, was, You got food. You did. I did. I paid a lot of money yeah. for food. You got a $40 bagel <laughs> and a $16 uh, soda. Yes, and uh, $40 fries. Yep. Oh, and there was, there was a dollar a fry. Yeah. Um, and they, they charge you full price for those half ones, too. Yeah, that was some bullshit. I was yeah. like, this fry should be 50 cents. I'm like, sorry, it's still a fry. You break a fry in half, it's not half a fry. It's a fry. I was like, nah, I don't know about That's that. That's true, yeah. And we're also joined by the lovely housewife of horror, Ashes One Nightmare. Hello, darlings. How are you? I just realized I didn't introduce myself and no one's going to have any and idea who And as I am. always, we have the pain in the ass, Patsy, the angry nerd. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Hooray. Nobody would miss you if you weren't here. Everyone would miss me. Who would you call an asshole if I wasn't here? Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's true. So we've had uh, uh, an interesting week. This is uh, we're not usually scheduled to record uh, on the day that we are recording this mm-hmm. because of uh, the whole Rock and Shock thing. Yes, Rock and Shock was amazing, but I think I have con crud now. <laughs> oh, I am. I feel like I'm coming down with a cold, so I, I apologize in advance for the awful nasally Fran Drescher like tone to my voice. I should teach you guys about con crud. I have not felt well. All avoid week. all that con crud. Well, it was. It's, it's difficult when I mean we we did we just haven't slept. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, Rock and Chalk was amazing. It was super busy. Mm-hmm. And then this past uh, a week of, of Ashtober and Ashtoberfest yeah. has just been crazy busy. We've had a lot of amazing opportunities to do some really awesome stuff. Uh, but Homegirl's tired. I need a freaking nap. Yeah, we did just a bunch of we did a bunch of stuff that we would never be able to do. That's true. This is my first rock and shock, and I'm really, really happy. How did you like your first rock and shock, Agent Nicole? Um, it was great. I the first ever uh, convention I ever had was a horror one down in New Jersey called Thriller Theater, and so I kind of got the taste of it. And then rock and shock was phenomenal. I absolutely enjoyed it. What was your favorite part of rock and shock? I think I'm gonna kind of steal everyone else's answers but to meet all these people that we've listened to and just to hang out with everybody was just phenomenal and um uh stephanie wiley getting to meet her and jeremy mcfarlane which was wonderful and el goro and everybody was just wonderful and so nice and it was just nice to be around people who are just great and welcoming me and with open arms and um, damn, Jeremy got me crying after the Dead Eyed show, but it wasn't for his p- proposal with his wonderful fiance. But um, he pulled me aside, and he—I don't take compliments that well, so it it takes a lot for me to really accept them. And Jeremy got me crying twice that night. So it, thank you for the really sweet words, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, speaking of of uh, first time rock and shock attendees, I mean. Jeremy and Joanna, that was their first rock and show. Yeah. Um, and they got engaged. They got engaged they at got the Deadite Show. They got engaged at the Deadite Show right, after their right, right in front of right Chow, in front Dad. of Chow Daddy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is something, that's a story that they can tell forever. It's like, oh, it was so beautiful. And Chow Daddy was there. Chow Daddy will be forever ingrained in well, that, it didn't that, help that, that magical my, memory moment. It didn't help that, like, the first thing I see when I was taking photos was, you know, I was trying to get the beautiful moments, the hugging of the Deadites with Jeremy and Joanna, and then boom, Chow Daddy. Chow Daddy. Daddy. Yep. Burgers. <laughs> and for a lot of folks, uh, this was their first Deadites show. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Jeremy and Joanna's first Deadites show. Okay, can we just can we just take a moment to talk about that Deadite show because it was fan freaking tastic. I had such a blast. Uh, uh, Dynamo Mars on stage is just phenomenal and. It, Everybody else was just uh, amazing. That robe that he came out in, like, holy fuck. I want one. Classy I, I, I don't. I, yeah, exactly. I don't know where he got it, but uh, Dynamo Mars, hook a girl up, okay? Because <laughs> that was absolutely fabulous. He comes out on stage, and I'm like, damn, I want one. Uh, but it was just amazing. It was a killer show, and if you weren't there, then you fucking suck. No, but, like, seriously, you do. Um, unless, 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 obviously, it was, like, a distance thing or something. Yeah. You know, like you, obviously like, a guy like Slagoth like, or know, first time Mike, you guys are completely. Yeah, you no live in like a different sleeping. state, and you couldn't come. Yeah, like, that's you're totally like, understandable. Go, but but like, if you're <laughs> if, if if you were like in Worcester or like the surrounding Worcester, Massachusetts area, and you weren't there, then you just you suck because uh, it, it was awesome. It was just a an like amazing Dynamo show. said. Maybe you'll come next time he beats cancer. Um. <laughs> But anyways, these guys uh, and gals, because uh, Miss Myra 
and Miss Donna Matrix just holy totally shit, they were fantastic. Laid on stage, uh, um, she was so sad when Dynamo kicked over her whiskey. Oh my god, that was funny. <laughs> and um, and then Kim came over and. Oh, sorry. I know. I was just gonna say. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I really like Moraz. Oh yeah, that was I, great. I didn't realize there was a bear in the Deadites now. He is from the land of make believe, but he's adorable, and I just wanted to hug him. Yeah, that was great. And obviously, Tiny White always kills it. And and Round Trip Jones on the what is that the the theremin the theremin, the theremin. he's my favorite yeah is he yeah. your favorite yeah. Yeah. I saw he has some sweet dance moves oh yeah he did yeah. he yeah. did he actually pulled a Mr Angry Nerd out and, oh we uh, were rocking some tango moves out of <laughs> the yeah. dance floor that was great <laughs> me in my dress oh yeah <laughs> I got Speak- hooted at, at I think he mistook you for for a woman. <laughs> That's uh, well, damn. He felt like a woman. <laughs> he's not the only one because walking back from the cove to the parking garage, I got hooted at <laughs> yeah, quite a bit by a group of drunken gentlemen. So you know, speaking, of I was like, "You couldn't afford it, honey." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stop with the snaps. I had to make sure it got cut on, on, the, on the recording. This is what happens when Patrick hangs out with gay men. <laughs> he gets all snappy. Oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Agent Nicole. Uh, Agent Nicole finally got to meet a good friend of the show, uh, Mr. Kex, uh, Mr. Kevin, and... We became best friends. Oh, yeah, instantly. They bonded over Sailor Moon and... British men. And as they're... As we were walking, Kevin was lagging behind, and Nicole turns and says, Bitch, you best catch up. It was unbelievable. I've never seen Nicole come out of her shell like this for anybody. (laughs) So thank you very much, Kevin, because that was awesome. So getting back to Rock and Shock, which was just an absolutely magical weekend, uh, Patrick, what was your favorite part? I think, uh, honestly, my favorite part, you know, obviously meeting everybody. you know, getting to put, you know, actual conversations to people, you know, like, you know, obviously, you know, El Goro and Stephanie and, and uh, people who are friends of the network, Derek Rook, uh, Jaja Blinks, um, Kyle Bachman, uh, he even appeared on our show last week, um, getting, to, to, getting to meet these folks and then getting to spend time with the folks that are already, you know, part of the, the Grand Guignol family, you know. Folks like the Deadites that were there at the booth, you know, getting to see Myra who swung by, uh, Jenny Ismi. Um, I love Jenny Ismi. Uh, her her new hair color, phenomenal. And She's just fierce. I still didn't get a chance to go through the locked room that they had. Because I wanted we, to do it. No nobody, one wants to be in a room. Nobody, nobody wanted to do it. That's nobody not true. Want, no, no, not no, no, true no, 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 because no, 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 Keck no, no, said no. he would do it. Stephanie said she would do it. And everyone well, just got okay, way well, too busy, know, well, and we didn't. Nobody have a wants to be Stephanie locked in a room busy. with Patrick for fifteen minutes. Untrue, because we are locked in this room every other week for like three hours. But the door is always open, so we can. No, walk the out. door is closed right now. But we're not locked in here. Uh, you are. You are trapped until the the recording ends. <sighs> I hate you so much. And yet, you can't live without me. Welcome to our marriage. <laughs> yeah, this is the welcome to my life. Um, so another person who had like a super key part of Rock and Shock was Mr. Wolfenstein, who did a phenomenal job of of, of manning the the trick or treat radio in Deadites booth. Yes, 
way better than the job MZ did as he ate a, <laughs> as he ate a giant turkey leg staring away from the, the freaking I, yeah, I was listening line to of trick or treat radio the, uh, last week and I was like oh my god people are like walking up to the booth wondering what's going on and he's just like cramming sandwiches he, in his face he literally <laughs> said like two minutes prior we're like MZ I'm just gonna record real quick here at Elm Street do you mind watching the booth oh yeah yeah that's cool and then as soon as that happened he went to get his lunch bag Turned the seat around so his face, his his back would be facing the crowd walking up to the table, and proceeded to eat a piece of chicken, <laughs> not looking at all at the people coming by the well, table, looking around and you know looking for someone to talk it's to. It's probably best. No one wants to see any monsters there eat a huge ass chicken. Well, he had no. You're right, <laughs> but he shouldn't have eaten it at <laughs> that's that point. True, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he, you know, that was as relaxed and carefree as he's been since he was Watch Commander at Pearl Harbor. Huh? Is that a joke? I don't really... Because he's, he's old? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Simpsons reference for those of you out there who did get that. Okay, so so, so moving on. How about, how about you, Ashes? What was your favorite part of Rock and Chalk? I know this one. My favorite part of Rock and Chalk. Okay, so obviously, aside from you know everyone else's answer, being able to, to meet certain people for the first time, Stephanie Wiley, you are absolutely Oh my God, so many lovely. hugs. So many hugs. Absolutely lovely. And um, her, her special man friend, uh, El Goro, who <laughs> is... Which is Spanish for the Goro. I just think it's funny that he's a, he called him a man friend. I don't know why it's funny to me. <laughs> well, why, why not? Because lady friend. He, I, no, I know. I know. <laughs> you know it just he's not odd. so little, I guess, is what I'm, what I'm getting at. <laughs> he's special, though. Um, El Goro, he's just absolutely wonderful. Uh, El Goro's going to be uh, on the show next yes, week. Yes, I'm yes. very, very, very excited. Dr. Strange. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Keep it in your pants, Nicole. <laughs> um, you know, and and Jeremy and Joanna. Uh, Jeremy is from Atomic Age Media, yeah, which is a fantastic podcast. Um, so good, yeah. And El Goro is from uh, Talk Without Rhythm, and uh, again, check them out because they're both fantastic. Oh, also, podcasts. thank you, El Goro, for making me cry from his latest uh, podcast episode. I know that was absolutely <laughs> so. That was just so sweet. Like, uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, if you don't know what we're you. talking about, go back and listen to every episode of, of Talk Without Rhythm until you get to the one that we're referring to. All 344, I believe. Every yes. single one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and Jeremy and Joanna uh, stayed with us, which was so awesome. Yes. Um, I apologize for sending you on a wild goose chase. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts was... She told... They wanted to walk to Dunkin' Donuts, and I Ashley said, Oh, it's like a mile down the road. It should be fine. Two and a half miles later, they get to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm sorry. My sense of, like, distance and... Actually, no. I gave them really good directions, though. My sense of distance is just off slightly. I did go pick them up. Really good direction. Yeah, come out here, take a left, and then just walk straight for two and a half miles. Yeah. Thank you, Google Maps. I gave them really good directions. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep walking until you find a Dunkin' Donuts. Anyways, moving forward. Thank you, Patrick. I prefer we move sideways. It's just a jump to the left. And a step to the right. Um... And having the opportunity to hang out with people, you know, who 
we don't always have the opportunity to see, like Sir Isaac. Uh, he's a lovely person. Um, I enjoy having conversations with him. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to meet Jarrett Blinkhorn, he is just so incredibly knowledgeable about so many different things. It was absolutely wonderful having conversations with him. We can't and leave out are- uh, Chris McGibbon. Because oh, we'll God, never hear the oh, end of it if we forget goodness. about Chris. I, 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 I was getting him. there. Hold on. I was getting there. Um, Chris McGibbon, I love you. I adore you. Um, he's just he's just such a wonderful person. Yes, and is. we had the opportunity to meet a couple of his friends, mm-hmm. Brandon and Jason. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely wonderful. We dra- drank champagne uh, one night in their hotel room, <laughs> that and fun. that was just that was just fabulous. We had we had we had fun. We had fabulous times. Uh, Kex, uh, I love you. I adore you. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just absolutely. I mean, there were so many people, so many people, and I know I'm leaving people out, and I apologize. But there were just so many people who just made this weekend absolutely uh, just magical. And um, I'm just going to throw just, out a couple of of the names of the other folks uh, getting to meet Brandon and Jason. I just said that. Yeah. Okay, that was awesome. Uh, seeing John and Eric and Nick. Yes, that was cool. Uh, we had Nick. Nick uh, answered one of our questions. Yeah. Um, yes. He chose Linnea Quigley. He was wearing a Linnea Quigley shirt. And he actually, his shirt was fantastic. He offered to drop trow and show us his uh, tattoo. His tattoo. But unfortunately, this is an audio-only podcast, so we weren't going to be able to uh After we got an that. interview with them, um, we, got, we got pulled aside by some photographer that I know Ash is... Love. I think everyone has heard the Jeremy Saffer story by now. Um, <laughs> yes, I had my picture taken by Jeremy Saffer, and my life is made, and it was absolutely wonderful, and I'm trying really hard not to fangirl out right now. <laughs> um, and why don't you tell the fine folks uh, about well, what I happened? was going to... Oh, my God, I was going to get to that. Can I finish my heartfelt story about everyone making my weekend magical first? I suppose. Jesus freaking Christ. Okay, so everyone who made my weekend so magical, thank you. Um, Rock and Shock is just awesome. I went to my first Rock and Shock back in 2009. It was actually shortly after Mr. Angry Nerd when he wasn't so angry. Um, uh, We had just started dating. And he took me to my first Rock and Shock. He was with the New England Horror Writers at the time. And... I don't know what it was, but something just just clicked uh, being in that atmosphere. There's something to be said about being with people who are like you, uh, similar, you know, uh, being with people who look similar to you, um, express themselves uh, similar to how you would express yourself, have diff- uh, you know, similar uh, opinions and likes and hobbies and stuff. So being surrounded by all of these just horror geeks, uh, for lack of a better word, um, you know, people with multicolored hair and piercings and tattoos and people who, you know, choose to express themselves through very unique fashion sense. And uh, it's just, I feel like home. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm at home, you know. Um, I, I'm I'm just weird to look at for some people uh, with the hair and the piercings and the tattoos and 
the clothing and the, the husband, the, the, the husband <laughs> um, you know, and, and the, the, the shoe choices that I, I you know, I make. Um, so it's nice that, you know, once a year uh, I'm able to come to this convention and be surrounded by people who don't look at me like I'm super weird, you know, look at me as if I'm one of their own. And, you know, it's just it's nice. It's nice to have that, you know, kind of camaraderie uh, with with people who just share in certain certain things. Um, it's just awesome. So, okay, so now I'll tell my Jerry, Jeremy Saffer story, if that's okay with you, Mr. Angry Nerd. I suppose. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. Um, so I'm sure everyone knows by now that we had a run-in with Mr. Jeremy Saffer, who is a fairly well-known photographer um, in the area. He's located out of Springfield, but he travels all over the place. Um, he was taking pictures at Rock and Shock and pulled us aside and wanted to take pictures of us in our Stranger Things costumes. Uh he gave Mr. Angry Nerd his business card and said that if we were interested, he would send us some of the prints, um, you know, once he had the opportunity to, to go back to his workshop or where, wherever, wherever he works his magic. His um, dark room. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those, too, but I think we use it for different things. Um so uh, later on that weekend, uh, Mr. Angry Nerd reached out to Mr. Saffer uh, via email and got an immediate response. And long story short, he invited us to his gallery opening Tuesday night uh, at a pizza place in Springfield. And it was uh, pretty awesome. Agent Nicole came with us. And it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, he... Uh, debuted uh, some of his most recent photographs of various rock stars and you know band members and actors. some horror yeah horror actors. There was this phenomenal picture of Derek Mears and um, Robert England and I'm trying to oh uh, Doug Bradley Roddy Piper yeah um, along with pictures of Chris Motionless and Ghost from Motionless and White, and Ash Costello from New Year's Day, and Nicky, Nicky Misery from New Year's Day, and uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, and a whole, a whole bunch of, uh, just a plethora of other people that he has had the pleasure of uh, taking pictures of. And we had the opportunity to kind of chat his ear off for a little bit, and... I got a hug, which was fantastic. And we talked to him about being on the show, which uh, we're hoping we can make that happen eventually. And it was just it was just absolutely wonderful. He was very Um, enthusiastic about the idea. Yeah. And it's just it was a very cool, very cool opportunity to have. Now, tell folks what the Monday and Tuesday uh, of this week that you and Jeremy Saffer had in common. Well, my birthday, the official Ashtoberfest day, um, we are currently smack dab in the middle of Ashtoberfest, so it's still not too late to send me presents. (laughs) Send me presents! Um, My birthday was Monday, October 17th, and Mr. Saffer's birthday was Tuesday, October 18th, so we bonded over being October babies, and that was cool. And uh, 
did you maybe do anything else on Monday on your birthday with uh, anybody from the Grand Guignol Network? Or affiliates thereof? I did. Uh, so I was still in bed, kind of recovering from Rock and Shock Weekend, when Mr. Angry Nerd uh, came into the bedroom and was like, Hey, so Miss Stephanie Wiley and Mr. Chris McGiven would like to take us... Well, me, mostly. Patrick just, you know... I was there. He's kind of like a tag along. Um, yeah, they, they, they wanted to take us out to lunch. And it was awesome uh, having another opportunity to see Stephanie before she had to fly back to Atlantis. And it's always awesome seeing Chris because I love him. Chris McGiving gives really good hugs. So if you ever have the opportunity to hug him, just do it because it's awesome. Yeah, Chris is Chris is a, a stand up guy, and we try to spend as much time as possible with him because he's just a good dude. He's so knowledgeable about horror movies and i love that and that's another thing um going back to rock and shock what i loved is um i love listening to people who are far more knowledgeable than i am uh talk about subjects that i love so being able to sit at a table and listen to a bunch of people you know talk about all of these like you know B-horror movies and things that I had never even heard of, um, you know, talk about like the film production and wh- who who starred and what was in it. Um, you know, it was just that was just awesome. Like, so any any chance I have to hang out with Chris and listen to him talk and, um, you know, just just share some of his wisdom. It's it's just awesome. I just realized that we totally blanked on uh one of our, uh, our our thank yous for the people who were at Rock and Shock, and I can't believe that we completely forgot about these folks because we've been so overwhelmed. But uh, Alex and Jeanette, oh my God, yes, documenting yes. and and doing the documentary, you know, documenting the Dead Eye Show, documenting you know all of us, you know, throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you guys uh, did a phenomenal job, and I'm really looking forward to all the interviews and. And seeing everything, and uh, and it's because of them that I was able to perfect the curtsy and twirl move in oh, my God. in my nightgown. So thank you for that. Yes, Patrick. Patrick and his Nana Mumu, which he has been wearing to bed every night this week. That's comfy as fuck. I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> So I'm getting ready for bed, and then I go into the bedroom, and there Patrick is, all laid out with his head on, like, his hand, like, sprawled out. And I'm ready for my clothes. His, like, legs now. parted or whatever, <laughs> like, doing one of those, like, hey, baby. And I'm just like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're comfy, though, right? I just said comfy as fuck, yeah. and I don't give a shit what anybody says. Oh, also, I want to thank you guys for covering for me on... Uh, at Rock and Shack when I was out giving spankings and on a mission. Yeah, it was Spankfest 2000 yeah. right there. No, Ooh, that's I a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that. So, yes, thank you for covering so for many, me. So many spankings. Yeah. So many thong removal dances. Not, oh, my God. Not she so was much. teaching people to hula out of her thongs. No. Oh, yeah. Wait, hula out of her thongs? Hey, you or know, their thongs? That's a, that's a little more uh, in depth. That costs a little extra. <laughs> so so I think uh, now is a, a good time to maybe take a break, but uh, 
Why don't we play one one voicemail? Um, there's a uh, one from a good friend of the show, uh, Nicholas Ferrar. My Nikki. And uh, well, you have two Nikki's technically. Uh, yes, I actually, I think I'm, I'm collecting them now. Yes. So, if we could play that first one, uh, it's a question for Ashes Part One. Oh. And uh, when we come back from break, we will play the second half of that question. So you have a, t- you have a little bit of time to think about it. Okay. So Wolfie. Hey guys, Nick here. No, I actually just had a question for Ash. Ash, I was actually wondering. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will get the second half of uh, that question. Hopefully, Ashley is recovered by then. I'm dead. I'm dead. James, Uncle Polly, and I'm the kid Tim Nice. And be sure to check out our podcast, Unchained, part of the Grand Guignol Network, available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And we're back. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. So, <laughs> Ash has had time to think about her uh, hard hitting question here. But uh, before we get your answer, uh, Wolfie, could you play the second voicemail from uh, Mr. Nick, please? I was sitting in the kitchen one day and I was itching to fill up my belly with the piping hot jelly of the best jam treat in the world. He's talking Pop-Tarts! And I saw a stick of butter and it almost made me shudder and scream like a baby girl. (laughs) 
I don't want a giant penis or a rocket trip to Venus. I don't want to win the lottery. I just want to squat and gobble till I'm dizzy and I wobble in a butterfruit and Joe Todd dream. So I put butter on a Pop-Tart. It was so friggin' good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. Everybody, come along with us. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? So friggin' good. Yeah, have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. With butter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing your answer. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Um, I don't eat Pop Tarts, so that's my answer. I, no, I, I've never put butter on a Pop Tart because I, I don't eat Pop Tarts. Well, so. from what I hear, it's, it's so, so friggin' good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nick, for getting that song stuck in my head again, and it'll probably be stuck in my head for the foreseeable future, so I will get you. So, yeah, this is something that Nick and I actually planned. Oh, God, you're an (laughs) asshole. Uh, Which is why, like, the first thing this morning, I'm barely awake, and I came up to you, and I was like, uh, so, have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? Yeah, but see, that's, that's, like, normal in our house. Like, he just wakes up, and he starts singing, and I'm just like, god damn it. See, and you, you complained last night. We, we had some folks over, including Agent Nicole, and you came, and we came over to watch, uh, Rocky Horror. And the original, the original nineteen seventy six, seventy five, seventy five, seventy six, seventy six, seventy six. Uh, one of those. Uh, and you complained like, "Why don't you ever burst into song and start singing to me?" And I was like, "I do." And you're like, "All oh, right, don't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Rocky Horror, we uh, we're rather excited to. Uh, to hear about the remake, and we heard about the casting of the remake, and we were kind of looking forward to it because I thought uh, that Laverne Cox was going to do an amazing job as Dr. Frankenfurter. Now, if you are unfamiliar with who Laverne Cox is... Well, I was just going to say, if you want reference about Dr. Frankenfurter, listen to our episode number four, where we talk about it. Yes. And that, which is why we're bringing and then it just, up again. just listen to all of the episodes because this podcast is pretty awesome, and you will have a lot of fun. Like I may be do. a little biased, but uh, yeah, that was actually Ash's uh, second uh, appearance on the show. Yeah, um, but you know the casting looked really interesting, and you know when I heard that Tim Curry himself would be in it, playing the role of the criminologist as opposed to Doctor Frankenfurter, because as you know. Uh, Tim Curry is uh, getting up there in years. Yes. And he's had uh, a, a, some medical issues that have prevented him from continuing his career. Mm-hmm. Um, we went over to a friend's house uh, as part of Ashtoberfest, and we watched this remake. And now, as I have stated numerous times, I don't mind remakes as long as they are done well. I minded this remake one of the biggest issues i had with it after watching it because on this show we don't just judge things before we see them uh we make sure that you know we watch you know we 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 uh form an opinion after we have seen the film um and one of the biggest and best scenes in the original is the reveal of Tim Curry. Now, if you've never seen it, 
I'm not going to get into it because also we did talk about it. Also known as the sweet transvestite scene. So yes. do yourself a favor, and if you haven't seen it, watch it. YouTube that shit. It's amazing. And then watch the entire movie because it's taken out of context. You don't quite... I mean, you'll still have fun with it, but you won't quite get what's going on. Now, there's this amazing reveal of Tim Curry. He's wearing a full-length cloak. And then a little bit into the song, he takes off the cloak to reveal what he's actually wearing. And the song he is singing is, I am a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Now, with Laverne Cox playing this role. Now, Laverne Cox, Ashes, you are uh, uh, familiar with Laverne Cox from uh, prior uh, media. Why don't you tell the folks real quick about that? She's an orange is in the uh, <laughs> orange is the new yeah, black yeah yeah orange is the new black. Um, Laverne Cox is just amazing. Uh, she's so talented. So I had such high hopes for this remake when I learned that she would be taking on the role of Doctor Frankenfurter, um, and I, uh, I I I was extremely disappointed with what I saw. Now, Laverne Cox is a trans woman. Yes. Which is why we were very excited for this type of role. The problem is the reveal uh, when she was introduced, there was uh, very little left to the imagination. She she had an odd mask on, but other than that, there was 100% indication that she is a woman. And then she's singing the Sweet Transvestite song. And my issue with that is, if you are a woman dressed as a woman, you are not a transvestite. When you see Tim Curry reveal himself and what he's wearing, that's what gives the impact to that scene. This scene had no impact and there was no passion, there was no heart. It had nothing from the original film. Like, even the lines were delivered like a high school play. There was none of the, the heart and soul and passion that Tim Curry had for this role. And I was so disappointed. Well, that's because he's fucking Tim Curry. But, I mean, I understand, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I felt that... Um, I actually uh, read some interviews that Laverne Cox had done uh, previously uh, leading up to the airing of the the movie. And in each interview, she said that she was channeling someone different. So, like, in one interview, she said that, you know, she was trying to channel Tim Curry. In another interview, she said she was trying to channel Beyonce. And in another interview, she said she was trying to channel someone else. And it shows. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's too much. She couldn't it's even keep her accent straight. Over It's too over the top. Um, and it wasn't just, it wasn't just her character, though. Um Christina Milian is magenta. Yeah, I, overall, it was just—I mean, it was just a—it was just a disappointment overall. A um, lot, of, a lot of people enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I mean, no. And hate, if you did, if I, you enjoyed it, there's nothing you know, wrong with um, that. There were some good parts about it. I thought the 
kid who played Riff Raff did an excellent I thought, yeah, job. Like, he could have been Richard O'Brien's son. And like, playing I that thought role. the girl who played Columbia did pretty well. Uh, for the most part, I enjoyed her role. Uh, yeah, she did Adam a Lambert job. as Eddie uh, was just fantastic. The um, meatloaf joke was really good. Yes. Um, I will say that. You know, and I thought the uh, kid who played. Brad Majors did a really good job. I mean, he walked on scene and I immediately hated him. And I was like, wow, he's the perfect Brad Majors. She said, I hate him because he's perfect. That's the first thing she said. Um, And the girl who, uh, Victoria Justice. I keep calling her Victoria Jackson because I I watched a lot of SNL as a kid. Um, I thought she was okay as Janet as well. So, I mean, some of the casting was all right. It was just... You know, sometimes uh, the time warp scene was ruined. Sometimes you just need to leave well enough alone. And I feel like they tried to overproduce it. And I feel like they tried to make it really flashy. And, um, you know, like like that's one of the things I love about the original is there's just it's just imperfect and gritty and full of flaws. But it teaches a really good lesson and you know uh this this movie it, it wasn't it wasn't like that go ahead you were gonna say something oh um, i think fox was trying to you know create another successful piece because recently they did grease with vanessa hudgens and that her her performance was phenomenal and i think they thought you know let's try to make this happen again and unfortunately from what i've heard and hulu won't let me play it because hulu's like you're not gonna watch this because you don't want to hulu, hulu is sparing you the pain yeah hulu is sparing it. me the pain i think you know they had a flop with it it I mean, sounds like it and it sucks because um you guys were telling me about how magenta was ruined and that sucks because magenta is my favorite character in my, that yeah, film yeah mine as well and that's just it's sad to hear that you know they had such hype for it and i think that's what they did they they took the success that they had with Greece and then full on didn't take the time to really bring the heart and soul of why a lot of Rocky Horror Picture Show fans love about the film. And it unfortunately created this mess. Right. I mean, I, I entered in watching it with a completely open mind. Um, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be the original. Nothing will ever be the original. Uh, but like I said, I mean, after really, you know, um, tr- just being open-minded and trying, trying. I tried, I tried. Like long story short, I tried. Um, it just it it mm-hmm. lacks heart. It lacks the heart that the original had. And um, you know, I, Patrick, you made a really good point where when you you were watching it and you just weren't having any fun. Mm-hmm. Like it just it wasn't fun. Whereas the, the original, I've seen oh god hundreds of times at this point. Um, and I have fun every single time I watch it. I have a blast, and I can't help but get up and dance and sing. And you danced quote. in the rain at the drive-in when we saw this in a, a few weeks ago. I did, I did. And, and when Patrick, the time warp came, Patrick wouldn't dance with me. So some lady in the car next to me was like, "I'll dance with you," because she felt bad because Patrick wouldn't dance with me. So we we did the time warp in the rain at the drive-in. My, I think my biggest issue with this, you know, is. I mean, it would be impossible for them to recreate the passion uh, that the original cast had because this was done by Richard O'Brien, who plays Riff Raff, and Tim Curry acted 
in the broad the 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 stage version of this. Right. So they took that same passion for for their their craft onto the the screen, and you can tell in the way the characters uh, were portrayed by uh, these different actors, and like the ca- they sang their parts. There was uh, uh, like you were saying, Ashes. There was a, there was a, a backtrack. But while they were filming, they were singing. In this remake, you see all these people that are trying to be someone else. Uh, they're trying to channel various uh, actors and, and, and uh, different figures to portray these characters. But they did it uh, without passion. And they didn't sing. They, they lip-synced after their, their music was... Way overproduced. Did they, did they lip sync for their life? Uh, they should <laughs> sashay away. <laughs> Shantae, you don't stay. Um, You're yeah. welcome, Kex. <laughs> <laughs> Love RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I think with the first one, lightning just struck. You know, and unfortunately, sometimes lightning just does not strike twice. And I think with the original, it was just magic. And sometimes you just can't recreate that magic. And like I said, you know, if you if you enjoyed the remake, that's fantastic. I'm sure there's an audience for it. But I just, you know, I watched it once, and that that's that's enough for me. Um, I will I will stick to the original uh, with my Tim Curry. And my strong female characters. And speaking of strong female characters, we are currently wrapping up our Women of Horror Month. Yeah, this is our, our last Women of Horror show. And I was going to say, I know we don't normally get into you know reviews of things, but since this was a character that we covered, I felt that you know we had to you know touch on this a little bit. But yeah, this is uh, the end of uh, October. This will be our, our last October show. The last. Show of Ashtober. Yes, it's very sad. Um, We will technically be recording another show, but uh, it won't drop yet. Um. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I just uh, uh, saw Hillary Clinton's face superimposed over Giorgio Tsoukalos in the uh, famous Aliens meme. Um. Oh, we could do a Trump one and say illegal aliens. Okay, getting back to <laughs> women <laughs> of yeah, horror. So, yeah, let's let's. Uh, we asked a lot of people who their favorite women of horror is, and we've got a bunch of uh, voicemails coming up as well. Mm-hmm. But one person that we did not get, uh, we did not get their opinion, and that is you, Agent Nicole, because you were off delivering spankings. Yes, people and were dancing. very bad. <laughs> so uh why don't you tell us your favorite women of horror i actually have two so i'm pulling a dynamo with i you. pulled a dynamo too I know, high five Woo! it might be three i thought actually. pulling a dynamo was shitting your pants no okay all right so the first one that i will talk about would be christina ritchie i love her as wednesday adams i grew up watching wednesday adams and the adams family and I loved her in Casper and Sleepy Hollow. And I just recently watched her as Lizzie Borden. Yes. Um, that series is actually not too bad. It's pretty, Just to see her back in horror again is great. Um, second one would be Mary Elizabeth Winston. Recently. Mew. 
Yes. So she is the new, I feel like she's like the recent new screen queen. I enjoyed her in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Cloverdale. Clover, oh, sorry. See, I'm really bad. I don't know. No, that was right. But Stephanie oh. calls it Cloverdale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that shit to me. No, you <laughs> You're such an asshole. Shout out to Stephanie. Um, I enjoyed her in uh, Final Final Destination, and I know this movie a lot a lot of people don't like, but I did like um, Abraham Lincoln's Vampire Hunter. Oh, that so was fun. fun! Oh, you guys like it too? Oh yeah! Oh, oh my god, I, lo- I love that movie yeah, that is, so that much. Is awesome. Um, it, it's historically accurate, right? Oh yes. hell yeah! Yeah. yeah the only issue, the only thing with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I have uh, that I want to see that I haven't seen is the thing. Which I believe is a prequel. I don't know, Wolfie. Is that accurate? Is that a uh, her version? Is that a prequel to the uh, John Carpenter version? Well, I've never seen it, but apparently it is. It it's the other. So in the thing, they talk about there's another um, like outpost. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's about that other outpost. Okay, so it's so almost... it is. It is basically a prequel, from what I understand. Okay, and I've not seen it, but you know, I am a big uh, a big fan of. You know the thing, as I think most most folks are. Yeah, and she's just phenomenal. Her her recently she's getting back into music, and she's great. And then another one that I just thought of is Eva Green, who does does Penny Dreadful, mm-hmm. and she was in uh, Dark Shadows as the villain. And then another person uh, that I'll, I'm surprised no one has really mentioned, um, Helena Bonham Carter. Who's Helena Bonham Carter. I yes. have such a girl crush on Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Mrs. She, Burton? Well, well, no, no, not no, anymore. First of all, they were never married. I know. But, but they're not together anymore yeah. because she is so with So check me your now. facts. Because uh, <laughs> she, she actually told Tim Burton uh, she had been hiding it from him. But uh, there was the startling revelation that there are other actors aside from Johnny Depp. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean there are other actors besides Johnny Depp? You're a liar. How can this be true? And Yeah. So those are a few women of horror that I enjoy. Okay. Well, another uh, another opinion uh, we did not get. Uh, Mr. Johnny Wolfenstein. Yes. Uh, you are an a occasional dabbler in the genre of horror. Occasionally. So, uh, <laughs> who, are, who are your favorite characters or actresses or both? Well, you know what? I'm going to take this question, and I'm going to turn it on its ear, and I'm uh, going to answer it in a different way that I don't believe anyone has answered before. Okay. And I am going to go behind the camera, Ooh. and I'm going to talk Ooh. about a couple directors. Excellent. Nice. So I am going to first talk about Mary Harron, who directed probably one of the most well-known... I don't know if I'd call it a horror movie, but it definitely penetrated the mainstream and, and was seen by a lot of people and quoted by a lot of people. But she directed the adaptation of American Psycho. Excellent. Which obviously is, is you know, I would say a fabric of, of our pop culture. Mm-hmm. A agree. very, very well-known movie that was very influential, I think. So I'm going to talk about her real quick. And she's gone on to do some other things. She also did I Shot Andy Warhol, which was kind of more of an art, art house picture. And she did the Betty Page, the Notorious Betty Page movie. Yeah. And the Moth Diaries. So she hasn't stuck around in, in just horror. She's done a lot of other things as well. And she also does some television. She did a, an episode of Constantine. And looks like she's doing some other TV as well. But I just wanted to talk about a couple directors. So there's Mary Harron. And then also this... This director here did one of the most influential slashers, I believe, and definitely subverted expectations 
and that's Amy Holden Jones, and uh, the film she did was Slumber Party Massacre Ooh. from 1982, <clears throat> and that flick definitely took took the tropes and turned them on their head. So you had the women were the ones that knew what to do and were, and were smart, and the guys were the dummies and you know the ones who didn't know what to do. So basically took that those expectations and and turn them on their on their side and that is known as one of uh, at least i know dynamo mars would say that's one of his his favorite if not his favorite slasher and it's one that i saw as a you know as a as a young child when i probably shouldn't have been watching it <laughs> but i enjoyed that one quite a bit so i'm gonna say those two films are pretty influential at ta- at when they were released this came in kind of I wouldn't say the very beginning of the slasher uh, genre, but definitely towards the beginning, mm-hmm. and kind of showed that that women don't have to always be the the stupid victims, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I wanted to highlight these two specifically, and you know, and obviously American Psycho with uh, directed by Mary Harron, with a, uh, a a title character with a, a, an awesome name. What's that? Uh, Christian Christian Bale's character. Oh, has, Patrick Bateman. Uh, yeah, uh, Patsy Bateman. Bateman. Patsy Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a lot of folks uh, shared their their thoughts with us. You know, Stephanie mm-hmm. El Goro, Jared Blinkhorn. You know, uh, many of the the folks we we spoke with at uh, Rock and at Shock. Rock and Shock. But a lot of folks also uh, sent in voicemails. And let's, uh, Agent Nicole. Who do you think we should? Uh, hear from first let's go with slagoth all right so let's hear what slagoth picked for his favorite lady what's up uh throwdown thursday podcast this is slagoth <laughs> um okay let me see what uh, i think the question is favorite woman in horror let me turn my air conditioning off you guys probably hear all that background noise um I, Let's see. God, uh, who's my favorite woman in horror? You know what? For me, um, I mean, there's a couple, of course. You know, you got your classic Laurie Strode and, and, and uh, from the original Halloween 1 and 2. And I'm going to go with the, the one everyone seems to not like in this, uh, uh, at least, well, I don't say not like, but a lot of people, uh, the, uh, some of the, some of the uh, in the group of podcasts, they, they've, I've heard them talk about Friday the 13th Part 2 which happens to be one of my favorite Friday the 13th movies. I like the, uh, the burlap sack and shit. I, I like the Jason's five foot nine and not, you know, 10 foot three. Um, and it's a creepy ass movie, but Amy Steele in that movie, you know, she was a badass in that movie. She fought back, man. Pitchfork shoving in him, coming at him with a, with a chainsaw. Amy Steele. I don't know what her character's name was in that movie, but she was the blonde that was in Friday the 13th part two. And um, she's probably one of my favorite, like the one I kind of remember the most when I think of that. Uh, I know it's an odd choice. I know it's not like the norm. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Laurie Strode, of course. Um, I was a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, she was badass. And I'm sorry, not the movie bullshit, but the TV <laughs> series, okay? Um who else can I think about that female that was just kicking some ass? Of course, you know, Ripley's amazing. Um, 
I don't know, guys. I think that wraps it up for me. I mean, we're going to go like favorites. Amy Steele from Friday the 13th Part 2. And uh, I think that that's 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 about it for me. Love, light, and just a sprinkle of darkness. Be well. Be safe. Thank, Thank you, you Slagoth. Slagoth. That was some, a, great, some great choices right there. Yeah, that was a real good choice. Uh, nobody else picked uh, Amy Steele that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, we do have a couple more voicemails. Yes, yeah, so let's to, uh, go with um, a fellow podcaster, Gail. Gail, right? Yep, Gail from, from Scream uh, Sisters. Yeah. Hi, people from the Pro Down Thursday podcast. This is Misty from the Scream Sisters. Probably my favorite women in horror is definitely Elvira. She's up there at the best. Uh, Emily Perkins and Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps. Of course, Sherry Moon Zombie. She's at the top of the list there. Jamie Lee Curtis from the classic Halloween films and PJ Souls. And Lewenna Quigley from Return of the Living Dead, which is probably one of my favorite horror movies ever. Uh, thanks for listening to me there, and keep on podcasting. We podcasters have to stick together. Thanks. Thank you very much for that. There's some wonderful choices you got. You guys should definitely check out the uh, Scream Sisters podcast. Um, Thank you for that cupcake. I hope you enjoyed the snack pudding cup that I gave you. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, they were over at uh, at Rock and Shock. Uh, we picked up a couple of shirts. Uh, you got some nice jewelry. Yeah, uh, I got ashes. this fantastic pair of earrings that Gail made so thank you so much for those and uh, they get some amazing people on their on their show Doug Bradley uh, Bill Mosley Sean Whalen Sean Whalen yeah Felissa uh, Rose it's a it's definitely a, a, a good listen yes. very good listen so they, uh, definitely check them out these ladies know their horror and uh, much like ourselves uh, their logo was uh, designed by Jeanette Andromeda yes that's awesome. Yeah, we have. Uh, we just bought their newest shirts. You and I got matching uh, red Scream Sister shirts. Yes, I love mine. I have the black one as well. Um, so I think there is another voicemail, and I think there's some heat between you, you and Ashes between these people. Just, I think, just a little. I think Wait, it's a friendly what? competition. What? It's a friendly competition. Oh, 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 oh! I know. And I think I these know. lovely people from the Punch Farm podcast punch have left. I know they're keeping on punching. So I think we should listen to the lovely group. Let's, Let's go with them. Hey, Throwdown Thursday. This is Punch Farm. Uh, this is Mark Sheets here. I'm with Alicia. Hello. And Nikki. Hey. And Mark Dose. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys wanted to know uh, our favorite woman of horror. Right? That was the question? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, and we have an answer. Each of us have an answer for you. So, but before we get to that, I would like to say, hey, guys, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we love you. We think you rock. Uh, keep up the kick-ass work. So, Thank you. Thank Mark, you. why don't you go first? Yeah, so be, to be honest, I had to Google women of horror to like, <laughs> you know, trigger my memory Mark of anybody that movies. I might have seen, <laughs> which is not many. But then it brought up one person, and I, I, I enjoyed her back in the day when I did see Misery, uh, Kathy Bates. Oh, And I am currently have been enjoying her for the last three or four years of American, American Horror, horror Story. American Horror Story. Uh, oh, yeah. Many, many different roles she's played uh, currently this season with The Butcher. Um, she just can pull off the creepiest characters in the best way. Yeah, Misery is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hell of a choice. Li- oh, you done? You're, are you yeah, done? Good. Yeah, are I, you I, done? I was just going to talk about Misery for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, Lish. Uh, well, um, I would have to say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
Um, that was my entire uh, high school experience. I loved that show. Lish killed vampires. Um, and I still love that show, and I read the comics now. So, oh. yeah, a continuation of the story. But Good choice, Nikki. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Norma Bates. Okay. Yeah. Uh, portrayed by Vera Farmiga in Bates Motel. Oh. Good series, good yes. series. It is one of my absolute favorite shows on TV right now. Um, and Vera Farmiga is just phenomenal. The, the show itself is phenomenal. All of the actors are phenomenal, but she's insane. She's batshit crazy, and I love her. <laughs> and, uh, I just I love it. Nice. Okay. I made my decision. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> Please do. Mila Jovovich. Oh, nice. From the Resident yes. Evil franchise. Which I love. Yeah, first, I'm a sucker for those movies. I love them. Yeah. But in the movies. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Boy Mark's fanning himself here. Yeah. Uh, she's easy on the eyes. Uh, but in the movie, she just kicks serious ass. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Love her. Think she's awesome. Um, and that's my choice. So, Throwdown Thursday, thank you so much for the entertainment. Uh, I hope we see you guys very, very soon. Yes. And Nikki has something to say to you. I love you, Ashes. Keep on punching, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you for the lovely voicemail. I, charm. I, I love Nikki so much. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know what the female version of like a bromance is, but that's... Homance. A, a ho- Homance. <laughs> that was Nicole. That was not me. <laughs> Hose before bros. Hose before bros. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It was in One Tree Hill, okay? Listen, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either, but whatever it is, I... I, I is it a hill I with just, one tree? Or I is just that love like... Nikki. I love Nikki. We can we can eat tacos and do T-Rex impressions together, and we're like dinosaur feedy pajamas or something. Ah! Uh, yeah, that motherfucking rem- T-Rex! <laughs> that reminds me, we do need the... Uh, the video of the Nikki yes. dinosaur walk. I will so. have a special project too that I mentioned. Oh shit! But anyways, we I I listen to Punch Farm every week. We As do I. Love our Punch Farm family. So thank you so much, guys, if for the voicemail. If you've not heard these guys, like do yourself. What are, yeah, a favor. what are you doing? Yeah, like what I are you doing to their with your first life? Ten episodes, like back to back to yes. back to back. So to back finish to back this to episode back. and then go right to Punch Farm. Um, they're just so much fun. Are they we, are so much fun. I think we have what we have, one or one or two more. We have one more uh, voicemail from First Time Mike, right? Yeah. So uh, let's hear from First Time Mike. What's up, Throwdown Thursday podcast? This is First Time Mike. How's everybody doing? Doing well. Hello, Patsy and Asian hey. Nicole. Uh, hello to the birthday lady of the month. <laughs> Ashes Von Nightmare. Happy Ashtoberfest to you. Thank you. And as always, the man behind the wheels of steels, Johnny Wolfenstein. How you doing? I'd like to talk just a little bit about uh, my lady of horror for the month of October and always, as I referred to her before, as my godmother of horror, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, I was introduced to Elvira in 1984 at the year of 12 years old when the local UHF channel, Channel 24, it had a commercial with 
Ernest P. Worrell of Havern fame talking about Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. So, of course, I, me and my brother checked it out, and I was introduced to a wide world of strange and new horror movies that I had never seen before. Uh, Elvira was my introduction to a lot of not just some classic horror, but uh, to Euro horror. One of my favorite movies that she ever did was called The Devil's Wedding Night, which is a very strange uh, Italian horror movie. And uh, I also, it was also the first place where I saw Tombs of the Blind Dead. So, you know, alongside the comedy and the fact that she is just gorgeous and... You know, it would show up everywhere from anywhere from the Fall Guy to the Born in East LA video. Uh, Elvira was just, you know, part of my life. Uh, part of my life. She was on TV in Milwaukee for about five, a good five years, and I miss her when she was gone. But she, I, like I said, she introduced me to a lot of horror movies I probably wouldn't have, have seen before. And, uh, yeah, I'm grateful to her for that. Uh, also have a good time everybody i can't think of anything else right now (laughs) so you guys all have a good day and hashtag throwdown thursday podcast y'all have a good one bye good one always good to hear from first time mike thank you first time Mike, and wonderful choice thank you to everybody who sent in voicemail now uh before we go to our second break i just want to do uh we did get a a an email okay. from Mr. Brandon Powers, who I felt bad we didn't get much of a chance to hang out at Rock and Shock. Yes. We just saw him briefly, but uh, if you know Brandon, you know how awesome he is. So he says, my favorite woman of horror is Heather Langenkamp. And if you're in, unfamiliar with her, she's from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. I fell madly in love with Nancy as a young boy before I truly understood what those feelings meant. It was akin to having a crush on one's babysitter. Plus, she defeated that badly burned guy with the claw and horrible fashion sense. Funny enough, <laughs> it did set the tone for who I was attracted to later in life, although I didn't realize it until after I was married. Uh, I've been in uh, long-term relationships with quite a few women of German backgrounds. Best example, my wife's maiden name is... I'm going to butcher the shit out of this, but... That's a really weird last name. It is. Uh, <laughs> butcher the shit out of it. M. Schweiler, I hope... If I did that wrong, uh, Dara, I, I apologize. And I maintain that it's a swear word of some kind in good old Deutschland. BP out. Uh, Wonderful choice. No, I don't think anybody else picked no. uh, Heather Langenkamp. So that's like, it's very nice to see like. A different range of all different yeah, women of horror. So many different you got, you actresses, actresses, directors. directors um, characters, just yeah. all over the spectrum. A bunch of kick-ass ladies. Yes. And that's what this whole month has all been about. Yes. A bunch of kick-ass ladies. Especially my kick-ass lady. Fuck yeah. My my zombie ookums. Aw. You're going to make me vomit. All right. So let's head to our last break and then wrap the show up. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death. 
taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. Agent Nicole's theme song, written by the aforementioned, written and performed by the aforementioned Jeremy McFarlane of the Atomic Age Media Podcast, along with Martin Davis. So if you guys haven't checked them out, definitely check them out. Um, so we're going to do a real quick wrap-up, because uh, we spent a lot of time with you know our, our voicemails and emails and talking about... Uh, and thank you for those, by the way. That was yes. absolutely wonderful. Talking about our disdain for the remake of Rocky Horror. But, uh, yeah, so coming up next week, uh, we will have, uh, as technically it's his first time uh, as a guest, even though he did appear briefly uh, in episode 17, our, our Rock and Shock episode, but we will have the voice of Talk Without Rhythm. El Goro. He will be joining us next week, and uh, we will be discussing uh, Doctor Strange just in time for the new movie starring Benedict Cumberbunch. And I'm really looking forward to this because uh, if you've ever, you know, gotten a chance to have a conversation with El Goro, he is very, very knowledgeable regarding comics. And uh, I am, I am most looking forward to. Asking him his getting into character questions. As am I. Oh, God. oh I've got some awesome ones. <laughs> I, I, I apologize in advance. But I'm excited to talk to Al Gore and talk about Doctor Strange since I'm a comic book nerd, too. So yes. this will be nice. I feel like you guys are going to end up dominating the conversation, <laughs> which is perfectly fine. Yay! Um, so I, I think what we're going to do... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my science fact real quick. Ashes is going to do her... Uh, the Von Nightmare Vineyard section. And then uh, we will do the Agent Nicole files. Save the last, save the best for last. Okay, that works. And then we will, uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up. So, for, uh, for my science fact today, I would like to explain how the, the sun is this massive 
ball of just energy like all the time energy is being is is just being expelled from the sun which is you know the only reason why life exists on this planet um you know without the sun we would just be a you know basically a cold rock drifting through space and there is actually weather on the sun and there's actually uh, uh not so much weather like uh forces of nature that are similar to earth uh including tsunamis now imagine that just this, this massive wave of of plasma and 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 energy just rocketing across us. Now you've seen how devastating a, a, a tsunami could be here on Earth, but just imagine one on the surface of the sun. Uh, it's it's hard to comprehend because of the the sheer magnitude. But if you were to take a, a, a tsunami that rips across the surface of the sun and you were to put that exact same force on Earth, uh, that would be an extinction-level event. There would be nothing left, not even bacteria. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Bye, everybody. So, Ashes, uh, what do you got for us today? Uh, welcome to the Vaughn Nightmare Vineyards. I am going to keep this super brief today. Um, it kind of coincides a little bit with what I talked uh, spoke about last week, the werewolf wine. That's a, something, so a, something a little festive for the season. I'm going to talk about um, Apothic again, uh, but this time I recently um, spoke about uh, the Inferno, Apothic Inferno. Today, I am talking about Apothic Dark. Now, the Apothic Dark is a, it's a red blend, but it has a, a, a denser quality to it. Um, it has notes of, let's see, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm <laughs> holding for dear life. <laughs> hold I'm on, let me let go, Jack. Um, it has, like, undertones of, like, black raspberries and, um... Or blackberries, whatever whatever you call them, uh, licorice and dark chocolate and coffee. So it's definitely like a very a very richer, dark flavored wine. And what's so appealing about this wine is that it comes in a very gothic looking bottle. So p- very very appropriate for this time of year. Or if you're in my house anytime, but um, <laughs> you know, it's it's actually one of my one of my favorite wines. Um, it's definitely a sipping wine, but like I said, it's a red blend, but it's a darker red blend. Uh, definitely has like that nice dry quality to it, and I enjoy it. So Apothic Dark, check it out. Awesome, sounds really good. And uh, Wolfie, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I have hiccups. That was not. Scripted, but no. uh, we are about to do the Agent Nicole Files, and you know what, what that means. Bond. James Bond. <laughs> Ashes, do you have something up there? I'm hula-ing out of my bong. <laughs> awesome. Well... Um, speaking of horror week, horror week, horror month, um, I'm going to talk about a television show that I recently watched, and it's based off of a Vertigo slash DC character, Lucifer. It's on Fox. Um, Tom Ellis as Lucifer is phenomenal. Wait, do you mean the cat from Cinderella? Yes. 
Lucifer. Lucifer. Now, um, it's based on a graphic novel that Neil Gaiman. Yes, Neil Gaiman. Oh my God, sorry. The Bible. Yes, um, he wrote it. It's still out there. Um, take a chance on it, but uh, definitely watch the television show Mondays at nine o'clock, I believe. Um, Tom Ellis as Lucifer, phenomenal. He has an English accent, so. You got me right there. That's how Hello. You know <laughs> and um, his co uh, co star uh, Lauren German, who was in Chicago uh, Fire, is his uh, co host. Phenomenal. The banter between those two makes the show worth it. it um, the music on that show as well is well is so damn good. And um, if you get a chance, the first season is 13 episodes and they just started their second season. So definitely take a look. Monday nights on Fox Lucifer. Excellent. Yeah, I have, I've seen commercials for it, but I haven't, I haven't watched it, it. Take a chance. It's so I good. haven't even started Luke Cage yet. Oh, we I know. haven't I finished <laughs> Daredevil season two. We are I haven't so far been behind. home in like two weeks. <laughs> well, so. We come home to sleep and then get ready for work. That's yes, I know. I know the feeling. So, but if you do take a chance on it, it's really good. It's really funny. And Tom Ellis is just so fucking hot. All right. Well. Uh, n- noted. <laughs> <laughs> English accent and really hot. There you go. All right. So on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and bring this episode to a close. Awesome. Um, All right. So I want to thank everyone who sent in voicemails, yeah. everyone who did uh, interviews with us this yes. week. Ashes, thank you for... Uh, being born for, and having this awesome month of Ashtoberfest. For coming in and being on the show. And Wolfie, as usual, thank you for uh, doing your thing and making us sound halfway decent. <laughs> Only halfway decent? I'm, I'm failing. Well, no. no. If it wasn't for <laughs> you, You're making I would me sound, sound good, decent. but him bad. <laughs> um, yeah, hashtag Team Wolfie. Yes, hashtag Team Wolfie. And let's... I think that's about it. So join us next week when we'll have uh, El Goro for episode 19. And And, uh, see you you next next Thursday. Thursday. Whack Pack out!